Welcome to Weird Sisters. I'm Al. And I'm Becca. This is a true crime podcast by two sisters. And while it is true crime, there will be humour and chat throughout it, and we will express our opinions. We'll do our best to be sensitive, given the material, and never intentionally be disrespectful or incorrect about facts. Hopefully you enjoy the episode. Hello. Welcome to this week. I'm sounding a bit hoarse because we have just recorded the final Israel Keys. Yes, we are bouncing right off of Israel Keys and into my case. And because I am away (laughs) next weekend, um, I'm going up to Cumbria with the family. Envious. (laughs) We've got like a log cabin in the woods. Oh, Um, And I've also got a bit of a sore throat and cold, so I, yeah, yeah. the lemsip is obviously wearing off. (laughs) Lemsip is disgusting Uh, Luckily I don't have to talk too much now Because it is a Becca case It is And I don't think I'll cry through this one We're going for a third time lucky for no (laughs) tears So (laughs) I need the like L'Oreal no tears shampoo Oh yeah yeah, We are talking about the murder of Peter Wrighton Um, And this case happened literally (coughs) just down the road from where I was living um, at the time of it happening, I remember it being covered and seeing like police out regarding it, it. So it happened in um, East Harling in Norfolk, um, and I was oh, living in yeah. Thetford at the time. Yeah, and it's literally like a few miles down the road. Yeah, it's from not Thetford. far at all. Like, no, less than ten minutes. Probably. Yeah, like I would go through East Harling like every week, pretty much. So, yeah, I remember it happening and being really scared to go outside before they caught him and, like, walk the dogs and stuff. It's a bit like um, another one that I'm very keen to cover, the Suffolk Strangler one. Ah, yeah. Because I was at uni at the time that was happening and Mm. I remember it all going on when I came down for Christmas break. Mm. Um, And mum being, obviously, I was, like, early 20s. Yeah. So mum being absolutely terrified. Mm. um, Because that's Ipswich, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I remember going to the pantomime yeah. um, and meeting our grandmother there and like hearing them covering it and talking about like some bodies being found on the While news. While you were actually in Ipswich? No, luckily oh. we weren't in Ipswich, but like nearby. Yeah. And yeah, it was like, I don't know, maybe it was Ipswich to be fair. But I know that it was literally like on Radio Suffolk they were talking about like yeah. people being killed and it just being like what the fuck is going on yeah like i was kind of too young to really get into like all the details of it but i was i do remember being really aware and yeah. like worried about it no i was obviously studying psychology and yeah. sort of wanting to be a forensic psychologist at the time so for oh, wow. me it was like massive sort yeah, of memory I've got. fascinating it i mean was, also horrible it was but... horrifying but fascinating at the same time sort of having the it being close by and sort of being able to follow it unfolding mm. and stuff but then like being fascinated when it came on the radio but like being driving in the car with mum and that mum's just like what why what's wrong with you yeah <laughs> like why are you interested yeah. in this yeah and be like, do you want me to change the channel no like it's horrific but no yeah mum does not listen to our podcast so i hope not <laughs> no. oh dear uh, so yeah but yeah, so we're talking about, yes, the murder of Peter Wrighton, who was a retired BT worker. Um, and he was described as a lovely gentleman 
who was really reserved and quiet. So gentleman okay. or gentleman? Gentleman. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So Which just... is surprising for BT because BT suck. <laughs> I guess he was retired, so uh, it was true. a while ago yeah. that he worked he for was them. back before BT went shit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why he was reserved and quiet. Yeah. Like, Don't associate me with them. <laughs> I've had to deal with people yeah. complaining for years. Yeah. Um, yeah, he'd been married to his wife, Anne, for 59 years. Oh. Oh, that's amazing. I know. But I want to be one of those old couples that are still, like, so in love and just, like, mm. like not just love each other, but still in love yeah. with each other and, like, proper, like, oh, bracing out the yeah. grandkids. And... Do you remember, you might not, because obviously you weren't around them sort of growing up, but, like, do you remember our Auntie Dealey, who lived in um, Dorset? It rings a bell. And she was married to Uncle Reg. Who was um, no, Gran- I... Granny White's adopted sister? No. Oh. No. Oh, she was... They were lovely. But um, she met Uncle Reg when she was 14. Whoa. And they got married and they were together for 80 years. Wow. I know. That's amazing. They were so, like, in love. Yeah. Like, they passed away literally within, like, weeks of each literally, other. Literally, like, broken yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I know. Like for the future it's like <laughs> that Josh is gonna die with a broken heart when you like, wow <laughs> Grace, gracing out the grandkids you're just and... there like when I die you have to come next like... I don't want it to be like oh wow she's in the ground on to the next True. one yeah. <laughs> like, do you know old people homes they have the highest rate of STIs do they yeah no yeah they just oh. like, all, like doing it oh. and they can't be old so I... it's just like doesn't matter yeah I guess, what else do you do with your time? <laughs> All those broken bits. <laughs> oh, God. You know how they're happening. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, that's lovely to know. <laughs> um, luckily, they didn't... Uh, luckily, Peter and Anne didn't live in a retirement home. That's good. <laughs> they lived in Bannham, Norfolk. Like Bannham Zoo, Yeah, Norfolk. like near Bannham oh, Zoo. Yeah. That's all I really know about Bannham is Bannham Zoo. It's also right near the English whiskey distillery place. Is it? Yeah. That's I... like a 10, 15 minute drive from Bannon. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I've been to the whiskey distillery place. It's amazing. Been to the zoo. But I've never connected them as being nearby. We somehow. once took the girls to the zoo for a day out and we stopped at the whiskey distillery place on the way home. You're terrible people. <laughs> wow. Like, well, we kids. weren't drinking. We've been somewhere for you, kids. Now we're going somewhere for us. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. But. Yeah, this case is really sad and, like, kind of really hits me because Peter loved walking his two dogs. And they were called Gemma and Dylan. Aww. I I just find it a bit odd when people give, like, human names to dogs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But also it's sort of funny. (laughs) But then I know Ruby is called Ruby, but I don't... Yeah. No, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ruby can be either. I mean, I had... But, like, you wouldn't call your dog, like... Archibald, would you? I would. <laughs> like, <laughs> Next dog yeah. now. And like, obviously my um, childhood dog was called Shadow. And mum actually had a student called Shadow. No. Yeah. No. Really weird, yeah. But yeah, so Bannum is right in like rural Norfolk. It is just a little village. So yeah. yeah. I'm in a really right fidgety mood and I keep on popping a pen <laughs> if anyone can hear any popping. I really need to oh stop. Oh God. It's like a fidget cube. <laughs> <laughs> 
You just don't like not being in control. I think that's You're it. Just like, I cannot, anxiety. I can't I've, handle it. I've got to do something, so I'm sat <laughs> yeah. here popping a pen lid. To just be like... fair, all through your cases, I'm like rearranging myself in my chair all the time. So I know, but you're not like struggling to take control, are you? No. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, he loved walking his dogs. And this is what he set off to do on the 5th of August, 2017. So he had his dogs with him? He did. He had Gemma and Dylan with him. They survived. Okay, I was yeah. going to say, are the dogs okay? Yeah, the dogs are fine. Thank God. Otherwise, do they have PTSD? I don't know. They must do. <laughs> You're going to have PTSD from not being the one doing the case, <laughs> from the sounds of it. So I'm amazed at how many like you've actually done, to be fair with. Yeah, it's <laughs> so. true. Yeah, now that I'm in a casualty, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Peter went to the local shops, and he was caught on CCTV in their little like corner shop. Uh, so 9.57am. Oh, and it like co-op or something. Yeah. And at 10.14am, another camera caught his car heading towards the Heath, uh, local to Bannham. Yeah. So this is the Heath in East Harling. So it couldn't have been a Sunday if he's in the shop at 9 No, it wasn't. It was oh. a weekday. Yeah. Yeah, I believe. Um, and yeah, he was heading to the Heath, which is like a local dog walking area yeah. in the Norfolk countryside. Lovely. Around here, they're just everywhere. You know, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, going off onto another depressing topic. Did you see Nettishall Heath just down the road? Oh, mustn't the dogs walk getting dog- poisoned. Yeah, don't walk dogs there at the moment. They're not being deliberately poisoned, are yeah. they? Yeah, somebody oh. has scattered poison lace dog treats around. I thought they were poison lace because it was that peanut butter that isn't good for dogs. No, no, no. it's like deliberately poisoned from what I've uh, seen. That's where I took Ruby when she got her poor sliced Aww, open in the water because of some bastard leaving grass yeah. in it and then she had to have those boots <clears throat> on mm-hmm. Nettishall Heath it's, it's beautiful it's a gorgeous place it's just this like moorland and sort of heathland and it's got like um, a river and everything like it's got miles. a proper like um, sort of it's there's this sandy embankment yeah in a, like sort of Pond. It's, it's got kind of like a mini lake that yeah, kids play it's in. It's got um, like a weir and... in it. So if no one knows what no, that is, everyone's going to be like, "Why is there someone <laughs> pissing in the water?" And you're saying it's beautiful. Yeah, so basically, yeah. Imagine like a little sort of mill pond waterfall type thing <laughs> that keeps the water they're flowing. Called weirs, yeah, yeah, they're called weirs. W e i r, and but, it gets little tiny frogs like around yeah, it. Yeah. But for some reason, it really attracts lots of chubby cunts. Yes, yeah, it does. They've had to close off the main car park uh, permanently because not the main one sorry the um, side one because wow. of people going and messing around in there it's always full of really obnoxious yep, teenagers as well just such drinking a, and yeah. getting pissed but it's such a beautiful place and it's like miles and miles of walking unlike me that would be sat there with a picnic and a bottle of wine getting tipsy in a sophisticated yeah. way exactly yeah <laughs> Um, and it has um, wild ponies there as well so it it's does. really cool we've got a picture of um, middle one with like just doing like Peace signs. Peace signs in front of the wild ponies. God, so cool. <laughs> so cheesy. <laughs> but yeah, so he went to somewhere similar to this. Yeah. Um, the Heath, which was a few miles out of East Harling by the Five Ways roundabout. Oh, you know yes. Yeah. So right outside of Thetford, like right yeah. where I lived. It's really crap traffic around there. Oh my God, it's And it's shit. got a really shitty pancake shack there as well that apparently gives <gasps> no! everyone the shit. how dare you insult the pancake and waffle shack i've never been there because <gasps> i've been told not to no. it's so bad oh my god it's delicious no yeah oh. we've been there I quite to maybe a few times. give it another guy it's so 
nice there. Oh my god, they do all the milkshakes that you can yeah. like customize and no, it's really nice. Okay, I may have to give it. A go. I would definitely. Re- <gasps> we should go. We, we should, should all go. And but the McDonald's there, it causes people to queue like yeah, so does. far back on the roundabout. Oh my god, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry as you can tell we live very right local here. Too. yeah <laughs> so um uh so yeah he was caught on camera at 10 14 a.m heading there yeah and at about 10 45 the police were called by a couple what? in great distress because they had come upon peter's body he like literally must have just died yeah Exactly, yeah. And his body was partially hidden in some brambles just off one of the heath paths. Why would you not, like, properly hide it? Oh, because I guess if you haven't got a lot of time. Yeah, like, less than half an hour. Like, by the time he'd arrived there as well. You think it's, like, 15 minutes? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Jesus. Yeah. And the couple, Nigel and Anne Precious... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I like we're sun. walking their West Highland White Terrier. Oh, yeah, little Westie. Yeah, when they saw Peter's two dogs running around off the lead. Okay, I mean it wouldn't fill you with alarm, really. Initially. No, not somewhere where you normally walk dogs. It's going to be fairly. We common. don't have like leash laws no. like that in this country. Sometimes like. you get angry farmers bang a sign into the ground saying like keep your damn dogs yeah, on the like, lead. But <laughs> during lambing season and yeah. stuff, like we're so country. Like, yeah, you definitely you, get like you yeah. have to. You have to have them it's on a lead. It's a law that you have to have them yeah. on a lead. Then, and so. you have to have them under control around livestock, otherwise they can legally shoot your dog. Yeah, you can't but. just like have them on the big extendable leads while they like go after the lambs. And stuff. Yeah, but yeah. That's the awkward thing. My dog Odin, he's a collie cross German Shepherd. So all the sheep see him and they're like, "Shit, the police!" And they're yeah. like, they're like acting like they're going to be herded. It's like, come on, no, he hasn't got a job. He's a bum. Like <laughs> he just lives a life of luxury. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so they were walking their Westie when they saw Peter's two dogs. Yeah. And soon after that, they then came upon Peter's body oh. face up in the undergrowth. Oh God. And Nigel at first thought the body was a mannequin. It's never it's a ne- mannequin. Never, everyone thinks this. Is it? Yeah, never. I don't... Like, I suppose from a psychology point of view, I can see why that's where your brain would go. True. And it would want to protect you and you look I for guess. something that's but most similar. unfamiliar... Like, places where you would not get a mannequin. Like, the outside. I don't know. I, I do want to keep on hiding mannequins, like, round by your, the fuck like, is your wrong house you? and stuff. No. Because you hate them. I have a phobia of mannequins. <laughs> so even if it was a mannequin, I'd be like, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> You'd probably be more freaked yeah. out if it was a mannequin. Ringing the police. Hello, <laughs> yes, there's a mannequin here. Can you please come and take it away? Like, <laughs> you must have hated that Doctor Who episode where they all came to oh life. Oh my god. <laughs> there is a horror film called Mannequin as well. And it's, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's yeah. never a mannequin. Never. Please, people, just assume the worst at all times. It saves time. Poor like, resuscitation Annie just left out. Yeah. <laughs> She's called Annie since she's the resuscitation. So, yeah. But yes. Anyway, he, Nigel thought it was a mannequin. Uh, but Anne just thought that like Peter had fallen over so yeah. she approached him to like so offer to help I think that would be my initial yeah. reaction not just like what's that mannequin doing out there but I'd oh like, no, is that it. person alright yeah exactly like, yeah that seems a lot more mm. likely than... <laughs> yeah oh, someone's just discarded a mannequin in the undergrowth but yeah Peter's body was visible from the chin down and as okay. Anne went towards him, she was confronted by blood and like a really large cut in Peter's neck. Oh, yeah. No. So it was immediately clear that he was dead. Oh. And Peter was 83. Oh, who would do that to Maybe an 83 not. year old? Like old people make my heart hurt. 
Yeah. Because I just want to like protect them, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't feel like you're happy and like not lonely. It's and, how some of yeah. them get away of being right assholes. That's true. Like, yeah. You see an old person, and you instinctively want to like, protect them. Yeah. yeah. And then it's they're like, like small children. Yeah. And then they in... start like effing and blinding at you. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> and like trying to ram you with their car because they can't drive properly anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> but Peter doesn't sound like he was like that. He no, sounds like, like a lovely guy. And just oh, anything with a knife and stuff. It just I cannot yeah. deal with. Oh. So Peter's body was to the left of the path, yeah. And um, later in court, the couple. Which just... way? So they were on the path, and then it was like on the left-hand side. Because if you're coming the other way, it'd be on the right of the path. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well done. <laughs> on the left of the path, from where from they where were. they were, yeah. <laughs> and later in court, the couple described how there was like a pool of blood. About 20 centimetres in diameter on the right-hand side of the path. It's not that big, so is it? massive. No. Right. Sort of, what, like, side plates? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there were two lines in the grass. So, like, it showed that Peter's body had been dragged across oh. the path into the brambles. Yeah. So he wasn't, like, where he'd fallen. He no. Was, he'd been, like... Moved. Yeah. But not far. No. So you kind of feel like, why did you... Why, why bother moving him? Yeah. But maybe they it's were. It's like they were trying to hide you yeah, and it ran and then, out of time. Yeah, or... that would make sense. Yeah. Um, so the police arrived and the injuries inflicted on Peter were so savage that they initially wondered if he'd been attacked by his own dogs. Oh, God. Yeah. Or a wild animal was their other thought. I mean, I'm guessing it was pretty clear that it wasn't his dogs when they saw that they didn't yeah. have any like, blood around their muzzles. Mm. Or... Yeah. But God, and we dogs. don't really have wild animals here that would attack you. Not like, in what? fucking Norfolk. No, <laughs> like what like, the squirrels the... got you, little, <laughs> little muntjacks <Yeah>. here. <laughs> they have got quite savage like fangs though. Muntjacks. Yeah, have you never looked at like a muntjacks um, like jaws? No, so... they just eat grass, right? Oh my God, they are actually terrifying. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to look this up and show it to you. Um, we'll they... put a picture of an yeah, evil they muntjack have got deer. Literal like fangs, like vampires. But have you seen that? If you look closely at a duck's beak, it's all serrated. Like, look Aww. at that. They've got, like, fangs. I always thought that those were whiskers. No. Because you only ever see them from a distance. Yeah. Like, look at that. Where do they need that? <laughs> Drinking blood? I don't know. But, yeah, it's like ducks. They've got, like, serrated beaks. Yeah, they do. But, but yeah, <laughs> no, we don't really have any no. animals that would inflict bad... No. I Maybe mean, a badger if you went into its set? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they've talked about releasing um, links into Thetford Forest. That'd be so cool. I know. And re-wolfing the... Yeah. Property. See, now they've just made me bloody think of you with I wolf you. <laughs> Shouldn't I have said you. it like that. Yeah. <laughs> God. Reintroducing wolves into the country. Yeah. I mean, there's been so much backlash about them wanting to put lynx in Thetford Forest because people are like, oh, they'll eat our dogs, they'll eat our kids. Like, Keep well, your dog on a leash and make sure you know where yeah, your child is. Yeah, don't let your child just wander off in the woods anyway. I know. But it'd be so cool to actually have some predators in England again. Not, not people. Not like people predators, <laughs> yes. Because there are people predators everywhere. <laughs> the lynx could eat the people and it'd be fine. So, yeah. But um, anyway... Yeah, they initially thought he'd been attacked by his own dogs. Yeah. Um, oh, and this bit's really sad. Oh. Peter's wife had set out in her car to search for Peter because he didn't come home. Oh. And devastatingly, she arrived at the Heath to discover the police on scene and starting oh, no. the investigation into his death. This is why, like, have your significant other listed in your phone book. Yeah. Like, and then 
police can ring. Mm-hmm. Like that's the problem though now with like passcodes and stuff, isn't it? It's you can't get into people's contact list. Yeah, I find passcodes and that really annoying, so I just don't set one on my phone. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she found that the police were there and obviously oh. then w- would have got out of her car and found out that it was her husband's God. death being That's investigated. So yeah. I cannot imagine the feeling you would get in your stomach. And like, not after like 60 years together as yeah. well. Like, oh God. They're like literally a part of you mm-hmm. at that point. Exactly. Um, and then Peter's post-mortem, this is where they realised it was not an animal attack. Yeah. Uh, the post-mortem revealed that he'd been stabbed a total of 45 times. Wow. And he had been almost decapitated oh with God. a wound in his throat all the way back to his spinal column. <gasps> Jesus! Yes, so like practically all the way through. Okay. And they estimated that must have taken like multiple cuts. But yeah, I, I just... Um, and this bit freaks me out. I don't know why exactly, but he'd also been stabbed in his left eye. Oh, yeah, and that no, just no. anything with like eyes really. You'd see it coming. Oh, yeah. No. Mm. I mean, hopefully so, yeah. after he'd. Yeah, I mean, again, like a away, bit but... off topic, and I'm just trying to lighten the mood a bit here. One of my old friends, her dad had to have cataract surgery. Uh, and they have to like take the lens of your eye off and like while suck you're still them out. Awake. Yeah, and you're awake and you just see them doing it all. Yeah, like, like that is why I would never have laser eye surgery. No, yeah, like no, Ooh. no. Are you no. awake through laser eye surgery? Yes. I guess because they need to, to make sure you're not going blind. Yeah. yeah. Oh like, my god. Uh, no. No. Ugh. But yeah, all of these injuries obviously switched the investigation to a murder investigation. Good. And right. as Peter still had his car keys and wallet, like mugging was discounted as a motive. Yeah. So, so what? I'm guessing there wasn't really a motive apart from some scum. Yep. It's quite. I find this case really tragic for like a lot of reasons that are more than just the fact that someone's lost their life, which is obviously yeah. all the tragedy you need. More more tragedy than anyone wants. Yeah. But I think this is actually a really sad case all round yeah even though the person who did it still is an absolute like yeah just asshole. that's not a strong enough word i can't i'm not good at insulting people (laughs) so i'm painfully british you just make up words like cock monkey (laughs) absolute cock monkey yeah so and you say it in the right way and it yeah Yeah, it's true yeah it's all about like the delivery um (laughs) so police appealed for information and like witnesses and they also began looking into Peter's personal relationships and connections. Yeah. Because that's what you do. Um, Peter and Anne's son and daughter lived out of the area. So they were like cleared straight away. Um, and But this left like no leads. So. Yeah. Um, and the murder investigation was one of the biggest manhunts in recent history though. Wow. Yeah. And they had like loads of police patrols and mounted police. And that's thing I remember all of like the police patrols seeing like God. police cars everywhere and being told yeah. like, you know, don't go out walking your dogs in like sort of areas Very where you're alone. alone. Yeah. Oh. And the grass on the heathland was also cut down to help them search for a weapon. Oh. Yeah. So they did a lot. Yeah. They put a lot of effort in. People in the area, like myself, were terrified, obviously, and they stopped walking their dogs whilst the killer remained at large. Yes, you would. I mean, I didn't stop walking my dogs, but I was definitely freaked out. Yeah. Just like every little sound. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, the collective fear was heightened because Peter was also obviously killed in the morning. Yeah, so it's it, not like just broad daylight, dark or anything yeah. like that. It wasn't like oh, he was doing something where you'd say, well, maybe that wasn't wise, even though victim blaming never the answer. Yeah, but like yeah, just broad daylight, a weekday morning. It's going like, off how would w- you avoid that? In yeah, terms of yeah, he's somewhere that you would just say is safe. Yeah. Uh, hundreds of tips flooded in, and in amongst these, the police were given a description by Peter Bibby. <laughs> I just love that name. Bibby. Bibby. Who said he'd seen a man on the heath who appeared, like, really out of place. How do you appear out of place on a heath? Quite easily, it turns out. Okay. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Bibby arrived... I just I can't take it seriously with the name. Bibby arrived at the Heath about, like, quarter to ten in the morning. Okay, so about the same sort of... So, no, about, an, about an hour. About half an hour yeah. or so before um, yeah, Peter right found. Yeah, that's why I've called him Bibby, not because his first name's Peter as well. That'd be confusing. So... Um, so he arrived about quarter to ten in the morning on the yeah. 5th of August to walk his terrier Nelson. So everyone's got like their dogs with human names. You're They're like, hating little this. dogs as well. Little, yeah. Like, not They're like dogs. the older people. Hey, not proper <laughs> dogs. <laughs> Hermes the Cocker Spaniel is a proper dog, thank you. I don't get how he's so little still. No, he is so tiny and stumpy. He's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you sure he's pure Cocker? No, he's not. Oh, he's okay. Cocker Spaniel cross Cockapoo. So he's Cocker Spaniel crossed with a cockapoo cross poodle. But so. they should be fairly exactly. sizable dogs. Yeah. How is he the size exactly. of a piglet? I know. <laughs> Probably smaller than a piglet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so he was walking Nelson, his little terrier. And there were a few walkers out, like usual. So it was like populated yeah. as well. This was like such a regular dog walking spot. Um, but Bibby then saw a younger man with like short wavy hair. Okay. And angular features, which... He described him as looking maybe Italian, which was like I didn't write that in bad, here, but though, I remember. Like kind it. of straight away, like you get a character, like a really stereotyped Italian person. Mm, in that's your head. why I didn't want to put it in, but uh, it just sort of it came out anyway because I remembered it. Because yeah, it felt very like stereotypical. It's definitely from being like in the country, though, isn't it? It's just like oh, someone who looks not from around yeah. here, or not from round here. <laughs> yeah, um, and this. <laughs> He said he was wearing heavy-duty flip-flops. And, like, what are those? Are they... What are heavy-duty flip-flops? Like, I'm like imagining, crocs? like, commando flip like, military flip-flops or something. like, crocs, Maybe they are... Right? Oh, God. Crocs. Heavy-duty flip-flops. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck would... Heavy... JVC flip-flops. Yeah. <laughs> like, John Deere flip-flops. Like, for all your farming needs... Like, I don't know. So he was wearing... Oh, okay. Yeah, like Birkenstocks or... Oh, okay. So like really chunky, like Rubber plastic. Rubber flip-flops. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm guessing, yeah. See, I don't know that... See, if I saw them, I'd just I would... be like they were wearing flip-flops. Yeah. I wouldn't think like, oh, they're specially... They're heavy duty yeah. ones. <laughs> no. I'd be terrible if I was a, like, witness having to give the police information. Or not, because like, probably the police were thinking as well, what the fuck are heavy-duty flip-flops, mate? Yeah, true. But yes, he was wearing heavy-duty flip-flops. But like, that's not weird, it's Especially August. in August. Like, a lot of people wear but flip-flops then or nothing. he was or... wearing smart shorts and a shirt. But again, like, it could be a casual shirt, short-sleeved or something, chino shorts. I mean, shorts. the way he said it is like a proper shirt. So like, like a kind of dress shirt type thing, like a button-down, like, long-sleeved. Okay, because I was thinking if it was like a casual shirt, some chinos, and mm. then 
so I'm like heavy duty flip flops. But is there like the Birkenstock leather yeah. ones? Well, yeah, that would all be... look put together. Yeah, exactly. Like he doesn't. And I suppose if they're leather ones, that would add to the whole he looked Italian. True. Yeah. Italian leather flip flops. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, like he also though didn't have a dog. And I go walking without my dog. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to have a dog. But Bibby said that like, he like... just generally seemed like too well presented to just be like out in the woods. So he stood out. So well, I mean... I'm going to rethink some of my choices <laughs> in clothing yeah. next time I walk. Stop going out in like cocktail dresses to walk the dog. <laughs> so <laughs> I've definitely gone out there in smart dresses for when we're going on somewhere else and we've just stopped for a walk. You are just like weirdly posh sometimes <laughs> no. like, let's just go for a perambulation <laughs> through the woodland <laughs> but like you know if it's a nice summer's day and you're going out for like an early dinner yeah and you dress nice and you're just like oh yeah, it's such true. a nice day we'll go for a walk yeah like when troy and i get married in october and you're coming yeah. um to like obviously witness it yeah like i guess i haven't thought about this and i know it's kind of bad but i guess i probably should dress like nicely Yes. Even though it's just at the courthouse. Yes. But then I guess, yeah, we're going to go for a walk and then have lunch. Exactly. So I guess we'll be dressed nicely to go for yeah. a walk. Yeah. I think he's a bit of a like dog walker elitist. Maybe, yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, why haven't you got your, like... You don't um, have your dog. You don't have your, like, cargo pants. Yeah, or your cargo pants. That's what I was trying to think of. Fishing jacket. Where's and... your bum bag with yeah. treats? Exactly. <laughs> Where's your heavy-duty hiking sandals? <laughs> Yeah. Is it bad that you own a pair of hiking sandals? What the fuck? <laughs> what are hiking sandals? <laughs> what the actual fuck? <laughs> they like, think they're like hiking shoes, but uh huh. They sure. They like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like like walking shoes, but they've just got like cutouts on yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. Not like literally like thong sandal no, things. Like, no. <laughs> but like they are not gonna be comfortable. But okay, I do kind of want to get some like something like that. Then and yeah, keep fair your feet enough. cool, but yeah. also provide support and grip. <laughs> you being paid for that advert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so, but we should be any yes. sponsors. Yeah, exactly. We love the outdoors, so uh, you know, go out doors um blacks <laughs> um mountain warehouse if you want <laughs> to give us some products to exactly. review yeah but uh <laughs> yeah so regardless of whether he's being elitist or not bibby said the man stood out and just like seemed a bit unusual to okay. be there <laughs> i mean I'm guessing he was but yeah yeah definitely he was yeah <laughs> and through bibby's description the police were able to create an e-fit for the man which they released Ooh. And this then led to a tip-off about a local man by the name of Alex Palmer. He doesn't sound Italian. Doesn't sound too Italian, no. No. <laughs> no. And this is where it gets sort of interesting. The tip came from a psychologist who had previously treated Alex. Ooh. And they revealed that Alex had dis- expressed a desire to attack people. Are they... I suppose at that point it's for the safety and well-being of others. Mm. So yeah, they are allowed yeah. to divulge that. Because yeah. you're just thinking, hmm, patient confidentiality. But yeah. See, that's interesting. Because I was going to talk about that and saying like, why the fuck did they not report this? Would Surely they would be allowed to if someone said this. Because it says, he revealed that Alex had expressed a desire to attack people. And he ideated violence and specifically had a vendetta against dog walkers. 
And this is the thing. He said, according to the psychologist's notes that he obviously um, gave out, he, Alex, this is, had stated that, and this is a quote, he would tie them to a fence and cut them open. Oh, that's horrible. So is that not something you'd report? You should report. It depends on how he's saying it. If he's getting treatment to try and help Mm. with how he's feeling, he's not saying, I'm I'm going to actually go out and do that, but he's Mm. just like, I... Yeah, I I have these urges. Okay, but it's not just like but I'm they're going not to saying, act on. I'm them. gonna go out and do that next week. Yeah, okay, they would. It's God, because otherwise hard. it's it's hard, isn't it? Because if I guess you reported you every yeah. little thing, people wouldn't get help. True. Um, yeah, it's got to be sort of like immediate. Wow. They they believe that there's immediate serious like threat, yeah. and that it's not just a it could okay. happen, not but, just like an outburst. Yeah. Okay. God, because my friend Rachel, she's a counselor. Yeah. I hope she never ends up treating like a future serial killer or something. Yeah. It's like, isn't it? It's just like, you know, if you're getting therapy and you're talking about stuff like that and what's going on in your new life, Mm. like, I know if I was talking about stuff, there'd be times when I'd go in an event and I'd be like, I just want to fucking kill them Mm. or certain people just like, I wish they would die or disappear or, but yeah, Yeah. not wanting to I'm actually going to go in. Not wanting to get sectioned is partly why I've never really wanted to seek out therapy. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, nope, you'll think I'm yeah. too, too far gone. Yeah. But yeah, so obviously then this psychologist revealed that he had violent tendencies. Yeah. Like, not te- tendencies, desires. Urges. Urges. Yeah. And <coughs> also, obviously, yeah, specifically these Against were related dog to walkers. dog walkers. Yeah. Um, the desires, the psychologist also went on to say, were reported to come from a voice inside Alex's head, who he called Little Alex, which is just a weird, like, that kind of makes me just feel a bit kind of, like, uncomfortable. I don't know. It sounds like he's talking about his penis. That's literally (laughs) what I thought. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's what people like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, yeah, because of this, Alex became a person of interest. You'd hope so. Yeah. And then through a photo of Facebook, the police found that he did strongly resemble their EFIT. Okay. So, obviously, it's all... He should have made his bit... Facebook profile private. That's what mine is. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and my photo is, like, my back, so it's fine. No one could tell it's me. If I was As long as you don't get, like, any very distinct tattoos on your back. Well, I'm covered. I do have a distinct tattoo on my back, actually. Because I've got my one that I got for Odin that one oh yeah i've forgotten about that yeah one. my like norse one yeah so damn yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um where was i yeah so this leads on to who was alex palmer <laughs> yes was he italian he was not italian okay. he grew up as far as i can tell in old buckingham Oh, so I get that. Really local. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as a 16-year-old, he received a top grade in a military selection process. Okay. So going into the military, yeah. murderers, military, go together. Um, yeah, any sort of military law yep. enforcement. Mm-hmm. And he started training for the army in 2010 okay. at the Army Foundation College in Harrogate. Yes. So, um, Alex served in the army from 2010 to 2015. Okay, quite well. And he was stationed at RAF Marham. Oh, yes. So, like, like down the road. Just down the road. like, near Norwich. Um, So, yeah, he was stationed at RAF Marham for some of the time between 2010 and 2015. Okay. 
and a psychologist who tipped the police off encountered Alex at RAF Marham because they worked with him whilst he was still in the military. Um, so, and he was he was allowed to stay in the military with those urges and what not, he said to the psychologist? Not in the end. In, okay. So in 2015, the reason he left was he was medically discharged. Okay, cool. Yeah, he was medically discharged from his commando regiment. So he was doing really yeah. top stuff. Um, after his head was crushed in an attack by some other soldiers. Ooh. Yeah. Traumatic brain injury. Yeah. Because it was in 2015 that he revealed to the psychologist that he had desires to kill a dog walker. So that seems to be around the, the time catalyst. that this... Yeah. Apparently he was extremely, like, traumatised from the attack. Like, it gave him a lot of, like, PTSD. See, that now just makes me feel sad for yeah. who he was. That's what I was saying. Like, this is a case that is tragic in a lot of ways. he wasn't like... If he wasn't like that no. before, and he yeah. was doing... Like, going so far in his life and like, mm-hmm. achieving such high things. Yeah. That's just sad. All I round, know, as you yeah. Say. So, yeah, in 2015, Palmer revealed to his psychologist that he had desires to kill a dog walker. And he told them, quote, he would be on a pedestal, up with the big ones. Everyone would look up to me. Everyone would know me by name. Which is kind of sad that people yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things that gives me sort of mixed feelings about when there are sort of people and killers and serial killers and stuff sort of releasing their names because yeah. it does sort of it, they become give like, that notoriety like, that a lot yeah, want. We've got like serial killers who are so, like celebrity status, yeah. like Ted Bundy, yeah, uh, Ed, Gein, and they still Ed... get groupies and mm-hmm. it's so uncomfortable and horrible. And you yeah, get, I. I disagree with it on some of the sort of Facebook groups and things that we follow mm-hmm. when you get serial killer merch for them. Oh, God, it's yeah. It's just so uncomfortable. I've seen uncomfortable. you can get, like, a serial killer colouring book and stuff, and that's just... just That's wrong. And the things like the, the chopping boards that's just oh, like, God, yeah. um, oh, I want to have dinner with... Um, oh, oh, um, what's oh, his name? Um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Or Eat Me Like Dahmer. Mm. And that yeah. sort of stuff. It's, it's like, just, don't oh. fetishise it. Yeah. Don't, like, make it into this sort of joke, this yeah. funny, like, kind of cultural thing. It's, no. Yeah. Or Choke Me Like Bundy's another one Oh, really? That's yeah. disgusting. It's just like, no, that's Who not... Who the fuck would buy that? But people do. Yeah. It's horrible. Jesus. It's just like, yeah, okay, we're interested in true crime, but not... Not because we worship, worship people. Yeah. yeah, Jesus. Well, luckily, I don't think Alex Palmer's going to become one of these people. Cause Good. It, as far as I can tell, this is the only murder that he commits. So, yeah. luckily. Um, yeah, after he was discharged from the military, Alex's parents, yeah, they said that he was different to before. Aww. So, yeah, really sad. really sad. So, yeah, you do think, like, when it's happened to somebody through no fault of their own and that yeah there's been and like obviously a change he's in them talk to the psychologist yeah. about it as well so you mm. think he's not yeah necessarily wanting to yeah. do it is he no like his parents said he saw a lot of professionals um after being discharged um and he received like a variety of diagnoses yeah 
Uh, and these resulted in him being treated as both an inpatient and outpatient oh. by mental health services. So he uh, was really unwell. The problem is our mental health services oh, suck over here. Absolutely shit. That, I've, yeah, <laughs> I've worked in it um, on mm-hmm. eating disorder wards, which is quite ironic. Um, <laughs> and sort of, I've. It's one of the reasons why I didn't want to go into sort of forensic psychology or clinical psychology mm-hmm. professionally because. You see it as soon as they are well enough in inverted quotes to sort of be discharged from the inpatient mm-hmm. ward, they are just let go. And there was one heartbreaking case um, on the eating disorder ward that I was on where the person, it was like their fourth time being mm-hmm. in, um, and they were coming up and they had their sort of parole in a way meeting. Um, and they were going through, well, what outside support do you have and stuff? And they were just like, can I not just stay in? I don't have the support on the outside. I've Aww. tried it before. I know I'm just going to end up back here. Oh, God. Why, why, do, like, why can't I just stay here? And they're just like, well, because you now met your target weight and stuff. Oh. So we need the bed. Wow. And he was like, but I'm not going yeah, to be he's able not to. Well. I'm not well enough. Yeah, like- and it was, it didn't matter that he wow. wasn't well enough. They, what, like the only reason they've met the target weight is because they're in a care yeah, facility and they're being and they're, forced to yeah it was That's heartbreaking just, yeah and you can't change it as just one person I working think in it it like, really made me so disillusioned because mm-hmm. it's like you're not helping people you're not in it to help people like you're meeting targets but you're not actually yeah, like helping the these individuals who are doing the jobs day in day out are there because they want to help people, but the system isn't isn't, helping. No. Yeah, yeah, so that's... I think, yeah, this case really did hit me hard from a, like, mental health viewpoint as someone who suffers from mental health problems and, yeah, yeah, has, like, family members, friends who do as well. Yeah. Um, You do... There is a lot. Everyone's just sort of let down by it. Mm -hmm. And there's so much in life that does just come down to luck. Yeah. Like, our mental health services are bad. And I know that sort of Suffolk and Norfolk, because we are so rural and small, we're kind of better off than a lot of places. In Which terms is horrific. Of, yeah. And how bad it is in yeah, here anyway. Exactly. Like, to think that there's places that's worse. Is, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, within his treatment, he came under the care of Norfolk and Suffolk NHS Foundation Trust. God. And he was put on medication. Yeah. So... At the time of Peter's murder, Alex was 24, and he was living on Freesia Way in Kringleford. Do you know how long he'd... Uh, probably not how long he'd been on medication for. Since, so 2015, um, I believe. Yeah. I believe it was around so 2015, but he does come off it. Yeah, so, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you initially go on it, it can make things worse. And then, mm-hmm. obviously, when you start feeling better, the tendency is... You don't take it as regularly. Yeah. And that really screws mm-hmm. you up. And it's also kind of... I think he's very mentally unstable because yeah. his reasons for coming off of it, we do get to. Okay. I'll hold fire. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, <laughs> I, it's hard, isn't it? Because it's such an yeah, area that we're both so passionate about. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It is really difficult. <laughs> but yeah, he lived in Kringleford, which I just like saying. <laughs> makes me think of Pringles. <laughs> I don't know why. So yeah, that's obviously just outside Norwich. So again, local to East Harling. 
And the police investigation found that Alex had driven his partner to work on the 5th of August, okay. wearing a light-coloured shirt. Yeah. And when he picked her up that afternoon, he was in a dark shirt. Oh, so changed. Yeah. But in his statement to the police, he claimed that he was in the same clothes all day, oh. which we know isn't true. But so, if he's mentally unstable... Yeah, exactly. He may not yeah. even necessarily be aware that he wasn't. Well, yeah. He refused to talk to the police and claimed that he was innocent. Oh. Uh, the police pulled Alex's phone records and found a photo of a hunting knife that he'd bought shortly Ooh. before Peter was killed. Oh. Yeah. And the forensic pathologist working on the case said that this knife could match Peter's injuries. Yeah. So with this, they charged Alex with murder. Yeah. Um, automatic number plate recognition was used to place Alex's Ford Focus near the Heath. You used to have a Ford Focus, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Never murdered anyone no. <laughs> Good. All uh, with it. Yeah. While owning it. <laughs> or ever. Good. <laughs> um, but yeah, his Ford Focus was placed near the Heath uh, on the 5th of August. Yeah. Uh, which Alex did then admit to, but said he was on the Heath, but hadn't murdered Peter. So he was there, but he wasn't involved. Yeah. And in February 2018, so the next year, a few months later, uh, so this was six, seven months later, uh, the trial of Alex Palmer began in Nottingham Crown Court. Yeah. And in the trial, I think the horrifying extent of Alex's mental health issues and the numerous times that Peter's death could have been prevented were revealed. So, yeah. So upon his arrest... Alex admitted that he was hearing voices again. Oh. And he also revealed that uh, they used to manifest as visual hallucinations, not just voices. Yeah. So, which I cannot imagine how terrifying a visual hallucination must be. But yes, so Alex was psychiatrically assessed before the trial. And I just think, again, our our press in England, everywhere really, is just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. So the press was all like, ooh, about the trial and was like, asking if he was mad or bad oh i remember that headline yeah yeah it's like that's not it's not as simple as that they're not mutually exclusive or the only option black and white looking at everything somebody doesn't have to be bad like nobody i don't think is just cut and dry bad everyone's different shades of gray and there's reasons even if it's no other reason than yeah they are psychologically so twisted and damaged yeah but it's still that's a reason nobody just goes out of their way for no reason and there's such a big definition as well between legally insane Mm -hmm. and suffering a mental health crisis yeah exactly yeah so i just think that's just such a disgusting way that it was sort of like publicized as yeah yeah. Um, and again more reason why mental health has such a stigma in this country because it is like oh you're crazy yeah and like you know if you suffer from mental health problems Mm. people treat you like you could just yeah like flip mm, like you're a ticking time exactly and it's just like no I have horrific anxiety that doesn't mean I'm going to go out and stab someone thank you very much yeah (laughs) or the same with like borderline personality disorder Mm -hmm. I think I don't ever really tell people that I have borderline personality yeah. disorder because it is such a stigmatised thing you think yeah. instantly people are like okay you are unstable the same with like, like being like a survivor of abuse and mm. stuff as well like I know I've gone through a hell of a lot in my life and 
like you don't want to bring it up to people because they judge you and look at you in such a different way and there's almost mm-hmm. like this like oh well what's wrong with you that you've been treated that way really yeah wow so oh my god it's can we just scrap society and die again <laughs> yeah. my god um <clears throat> yeah so i think as well it's like that isn't it it's just like if you've been in an abusive relationship as well, like people think that you can't be intelligent yeah. and have been in that situation. Exactly. There is that view of like, oh, it wouldn't happen to me. I'd never be like that. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to be taken in or controlled. Or... Exactly. And it's just like... Yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, uh, no. But yeah, so there were a litany of failures in providing Alex mental health support, which were uncovered as the trial went on. After being discharged from the army, where yeah. Alex had already been hearing voices... Yeah. Uh, as I said, he came under the care of the Norfolk and Suffolk NHS Foundation Trust. So it's such a shame, isn't it, that if you get discharged from the army mm-hmm. for medical reasons, because that is a medical reason, yeah. they just pass you off yeah, to like the NHS or something like that. Mm-hmm. They don't stay involved. No. And you kind of feel like, well, the training that you've given them mm-hmm. and what <clears> they've <throat> gone through and stuff like that, mm. you can't just rinse your hands of them. No. Like, people who come out of the army without any sort of negative reason for leaving have, like, sort of PTSD, I would say. And trauma. Yeah. Just through the nature of the job and the nature of the training. It just seems horrible that they just let them go and that's it. That They see themselves as sort of now not responsible for them anymore. Yeah. But, yeah... Um, at the NSFT, as I've shortened it to, yep. <laughs> there were a lot of different professionals involved in Alex's care. Yeah. And as anyone who's worked in the public health sector, the public education sector, anything, um, this obviously, like, yeah, they will know that this leads to communication breakdowns. Yeah, they say it as a positive, like, oh, it's a multidisciplinary approach. Right, no. but that just means there's more people to pass it around and lose stuff or yeah. not tell and people It's stuff. like, yeah, it should be, but they need to actually be working together like that, yeah. which they don't. Exactly. And it's not set up for them to. Again, it's not the failure of the individuals per se, but it's the organisation mm. and the way it's structured. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there were communication breakdowns and key information was just like missed in his care. As always. Yep. And also in fact, and again, not the fault of the professionals involved, but the trust was in special measures. Oh. So it was just not in a state to be able to provide that level of care for somebody with those mental problems. They shouldn't be allowed to. No. Like, I'm that's sorry. That's such an important amount, like level of care needed. One, they should never be allowed to get into that state anyway. No. Two... If they're not able to provide the level of care people mm-hmm. need, like you, like you get hospitals right where because they don't have the facilities you need, you get moved to the nearest mm-hmm. hospital that does. Yeah. Why does that exactly. not happen with these trusts yeah. then for mental health? That is just as important. Exactly because it's like you no know, mental health is dangerous to the person suffering from it, the people like around them. It's yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they weren't able to assign the manpower to keep oh a proper God. informed eye on him. And around 2015, okay. 2016, so like short, so yeah, a few years before Peter's murder, yeah. a year, year, two years, Alex actually discharged himself from the trust via oh, text no. message. What? No. And that was accepted. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, if you've got anxiety, um, I've like had treatment for that um, mm. and talking therapy and mm-hmm. stuff, which NHS provided is shit. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> I struggle, or 
I struggled really seriously struggled with like keeping appointments and Mm -hmm. health appointments and everything like that with my anxiety back then and if you miss too many appointments despite the fact that you have anxiety and that's one of the sort of symptoms of it they just discharge you wow yeah so i literally got discharged from my anxiety because of your mental health problem of my mental health problem (laughs) oh my god the irony yeah okay then so wow so actually him discharging himself rather than being discharged is surprising yes wow um it just makes me think of like um oh ed kemper wasn't it he yeah. went to a therapist appointment with someone's head in his car and yeah. they were like oh no yeah he's definitely okay to be released yeah like, and there have been other ones that have been like um can you please lock me up or put me mm. away because i am going to kill someone and they don't they're oh. just like well you haven't done that so there's nothing we can do wow so it's like we won't step in until you have done yeah a crime Jesus. There's no, like, preventative no. measures, is there? No, like, rehabilitation. It's like that with roads as well, though. Like, there have to be a certain number of accidents mm. for the roads to get, like, warnings or different speed limits and stuff on them. Like, even if the people designing them know that it's going to be a danger spot... So they just... Unless there have been enough accidents wow. on it, they just... So they yeah. do just resign themselves to people dying, getting crippled, etc. cetera. Yeah. As a, as a matter of course yeah wow. until it hits the magic number yeah god but yeah so alex discharged himself yeah and told the trust that he was no longer hearing voices and was coping well i'm not sure i'd believe that no yeah this was far from the truth yeah a note was discovered in the investigation that they think dated from about 2016 which he had written to himself yeah where he said and then these are direct quotes from his note okay i took myself off medication after a year or so i said it was because i didn't need them anymore that the hallucinations had gone but the real reason was because i missed alex uh, meaning little alex i missed the pleasurable agony of someone in my ear placing his views where mine should be (laughs) it just sounds like it's quite empty without that yeah they're just so just yeah so clear well not clearly but so so obviously now struggling and not yeah um and at the time of peter's murder alex was still unmedicated yeah so in 2018 alex's parents raised concerns to the trust because alex was collecting knives but this was never followed up on jesus yeah (laughs) Nor was the fact that Alex told his GP that he was hearing voices again that were telling him to hurt people. But he wasn't even referred to anybody. But he discharged himself because he wasn't. He's now gone back and said, yeah. no, actually, I, I am. Yeah, and it's telling me to hurt people. And they were just like, eh, whatever. Have a nice day. You were fine last time. You'd be fine now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And... I mean, I know I've gone to the GP for anxiety before mm. when it's come back badly. And their thing was, well, you just need to self-refer on the website. Wow. Which then, of course, you come home and you put off yeah. because, you know, exactly. yeah. of it, you, it's yeah. already taken so much effort to go and talk to the doctor about it. Or when just had my youngest and um, I was suffering really bad sort of postnatal with them. Um, mm-hmm. Not because of anything, like, you know... Uh, they wanted dream baby Josh yeah. is so supportive in everything um but just obviously hormones and stuff like that and you're suffering mm-hmm. 
Um, and their response to me was, well, just rely on friends and family. What? And there's nothing we can really do for you unless you're thinking about killing yourself or hurting someone else multiple times a day. Multiple times a day? Yeah. Just once a day isn't enough? No. What the act? Saying that I was really struggling. Um, they're just like, have you had any like really negative thoughts? And, that? and I was just like, some days, yes. Mm. And they're just like, well, until it's like a daily occurrence, there's nothing we can do. Wow. Oh my yeah. God. So yeah, I can fully believe yeah. them just being like, meh, you're fine. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I remember being told that my anxiety levels didn't go above really a normal level when I had a phone interview about my anxiety when I was in uni (laughs) where literally I don't know if you remember or if anyone outside of like mum and that really saw how bad it was in terms of like I couldn't like leave the house I couldn't sleep upstairs in my room I ended up just like spending all my time on the sofa and couldn't eat couldn't even go out and like walk the dogs but no that's normal levels oh yeah (laughs) and it, it would take me like half an hour each morning and each night and before I went out having to go through all my OCD yeah, rituals. Yeah, all the OCD stuff. Yeah. I remember all that. Um, and because I was still dragging myself to university, because mum made me, yeah. <laughs> which now I'm grateful that she did, but equally it wasn't in the right way. It wasn't yeah. healthy. But I needed genuine professional help. Yeah. Um, but because I was dragging myself to uni, panic attacks literally non-stop all day. Feeling it's like I was going enough. to die. Yeah. Not able to concentrate in lessons because I was just sat there like, when can I leave so that I can fall apart? And I'm not doing that in front of people. It was like, oh, but it's not actually impacting on your day-to-day life. So, like, <laughs> because I was managing to get things done, it and, was like, oh, no, but you're fine, though. So, and yeah. it's like, but I'm literally telling you it is impacting yeah. on my day-to-day life. Exactly, like. yeah. It's like, just because I'm managing to do things because we've just always been raised that you get what you have to do done whether it's killing you or not to is be not fair, the same i've got like um certainly at the moment for anxiety mm. and um it needs to be put on repeat prescription because i've had like with the um allergy stuff and that it's like kicked my anxiety yeah off. understandably um so they've put me on that um but i need to talk to the doctor for it to be like mm. officially put back on repeat yeah um and i missed the phone call interview from the doctor now, bear in mind, this is like, you know, medication so that I, you know, am less anxious and everything mm-hmm. like that. They've just, oh, you missed the phone call, that's it. They've not tried to bring me back or anything. I've had to. It's taken me like a good week or whatever. Work myself up to ring the doctor back to schedule another appointment because my anxiety is bad. Oh, my God. And it's just like... This is the thing. Like, how can that not be yeah. a... Okay, we need to get in touch with this person. They're on anti-anxiety mm-hmm. medication. They're not answering the yeah. phone. Like, where is the understanding of mental health yeah. from mental health professionals? Yeah. So it's not there. But this is the thing. It's like, how many Alex Palmers are there out there? Yeah. And... Or, yeah. Or, like, Alex Palmers bubbling away under the surface. Yeah. I... Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, despite the clear similarities between Alex's, like, fantasies, Peter's murder, plus his car and phone placing him at the scene, Mm -hmm. Alex maintained his innocence through the trial. Yeah. Um, but also then DNA testing revealed that there was cellular matter... (laughs) From from sweat. (laughs) Yeah, from sweat. No, (laughs) cellular matter from Peter on Alex's jacket. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what... Does cellular matter mean, like, blood? I've... 
<clears throat> I'm not good at the sciencey stuff. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is going. <clears throat> yeah, it'd be like <clears throat> DNA stuff, like blood. Yeah, or some kind of like bodily. Or... Oh, yeah, yeah. So on the first of March, twenty eighteen, the jury took forty four minutes to deliberate before returning a guilty verdict. It's not that long. Not very long. Like... I mean, I do think he seems pretty guilty. Yeah, yeah, but I suppose are they having to debate to what level? No. Okay. The judge sentenced him. Okay. So the presiding judge, Mr. Justice Goose. Goose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Such a country name. He sentenced Alex to life with a minimum term of 28 years. And he stated the significant degree of planning that went into the murder as an aggravating factor, as well as the vulnerability of the pensioner due to age and being alone, and the heightened violence in the attack all combining to lead to that sentence. Which I think is kind of fair enough. But unfortunately in prison, I doubt he's going to get the help that he actually needs. If, (coughs) having worked in that system, if he struggles... The way it works is if you're not proven to have diminished responsibility Mm. um, because of mental health when you're sentenced, when you are in prison, if you have mental health problems, crises, etc. there, you will then get moved to a mental health facility. Yeah. Um, And then depending on whether your sentence has been served while you're in Mm -hmm. a mental health facility, if you ever... Are well enough to leave there mm-hmm. you will either be released or yeah. if you haven't finished serving your sentence you'll be put back to general prison okay cool so. fair enough then but yeah so that is sort of how it ends really but yeah this case is one that i think is just shocking in a lot of ways but yeah. perhaps most of all for the ways that it might have been prevented over yeah. like years it's just such a shame like yeah. all the failings yeah again. and these feelings yeah were not they didn't go unnoticed by the no. family of peter wrighton um they were outraged by the lack of mental health intervention intervention oh. and that alex was allowed to take himself off medication yeah and they felt i think quite rightly and i think this is what like compounds the tragedy of the case like, they felt that Alex and his family were failed just as much as they were. Yeah. So. And I said I wasn't going to cry. But, like. It I takes such strong yeah. people to be able to look at that and the tragedy mm. they've suffered and also recognise that. It's not it's necessarily the person's fault. The other person the is a line. victim yeah. themselves yeah. as well. Yeah. In a different way. Exactly. Like, they. Yes he chose to go and kill somebody that's not something that can be excused but yeah he was suffering and being yeah neglected by the mental health yeah. sort of facilities that he did seek out and it sounds like yeah he wanted the help and he mm. was battling it he went back more than once yeah about exactly hearing voices his and... family reported things that they were concerned about yeah. like yeah i think that's why it sort of it even though i said it wouldn't it upset me because mental health support is yeah something that is so close to our heart close to our home like yeah and it's scary it is scary having mental health issues and knowing that they won't be 
effectively treated and by it, professionals. It's sadly something that sort of with my background and we've we've sort of experienced on both sides of the coin both suffering from mental health mm. like challenges and also me working in that field yeah, as well and definitely you, can, you see it from both sides how people are let down so yeah happen. yeah so that is the case of peter wrighton um sorry to have really brought the mood down with this one um so, <laughs> i don't think we're gonna bring the mood up no the ones fair, we do to if we start bringing the mood up we're probably being a bit glib yeah so, <laughs> sometimes it does need the like light-hearted relief in yeah there, but lightening but not uh yeah <laughs> fully like turning it into a party exactly so, <laughs> at least yours have endings I do work really hard to give mine sort of endings. I think it's <laughs> the fact that I'm a writer anyway. I'm sort of like, no, it has to round itself off. Mine's just <laughs> like, yeah, no, that that's the end of it. Israel Keys or whoever we're yeah. covering at that point is dead. And um, there's all this yeah. stuff we won't know. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas I, yeah, I get kind of like, I want to give my like little summing up of it. Yeah, maybe I should do that, sum mine up, but mine go on for long enough as it yeah. is. And to be fair, you've covered such big, heavy ones. It's like your summing up would be another like episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, but yeah, hopefully that was interesting for you guys to do one that's very local for and ourselves. And a, a bit less known as well. Yeah. And we will um, see you next see you time. Next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.